Welcome to Igris Moshe A to Z. I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, and we're looking at Qvot relating to fertility. Um, the Qva today is quite different than the ones that we looked at in the previous episodes. Um, this one, again, deals with an issue relating to the man and uh, deals with a case of a, doing, of a man doing a testicular biopsy so that the doctors can determine what the causes of the infertility might be and therefore hopefully help him to be able to have children. Um, and the question is that does that render him a psuadaka? The Torah says that a man with crushed uh, testicles or penis um, cannot marry a woman. Lo Hashem. Cannot marry a uh, naturally born Jewish woman. Um, and the question is, would this man have that status? Um, and the Gemara actually explicitly says, what makes a man a psuadaka? It says if his testicle is crushed, or even if it's nikav, even if there's a hole in it, even if a little piece is missing. Um, so it would seem it clearly falls into that category. So it seems clearly that this is forbidden and that this is a biblical prohibition. So what opportunity is there for something explicitly stated in the Gemara that falls into this category for Moshe to try to help this man and allow him to marry? So let's take a look. This was written in February 1963. Harav Moshe Ram Shlita Menahel Yeshiva Mexico. So a uh, the head of a yeshiva in Mexico. And here's and this is a quite long kuva, so we'll only read a few sections. And here's the beginning. The doctor, he doesn't have children. The doctor wants to take a piece of the testicle. To understand why he's not able to have children. That we know that this has been proven, that this actually is a way to help heal this man and to make him to do whatever intervention would be necessary for him to be able to have children. And Moshe says, so, Rav Moshe, it's always fascinating how a posseg starts and the tone sort of and the framing that sets the tone for the rest of the tshuva. You know, you might start in saying, look, it's explicit in the Gemara that when the, the testicle is... A, a little piece has been taken away, that that makes a man a psuadaka. Um, then you'd have to be fighting against that for the whole tshuva. Rav Moshe starts from the other direction. Rav Moshe says... It's ex- it seems explicit in the Gemara that if somebody is able to have uh, children, um, then that does not make that person a psuadaka. That a psuadaka is a type of an injury that uh, comes with infertility. That's an injury that leads to infertility. So if that's your point of departure, and in this case, where we know that actually taking a piece of the um, testicle can actually lead to healing infertility and certainly is not the cause of infertility, then Rav Moshe says, well, that maybe we should assume that it's not a problem. So he says, the Gemara, makes it, um, the Gemara makes it very clear, and then that, um, that he says, because when the Gemara sort of says, so the Gemara is exactly our case, where the Gemara says, wait a minute, why is a missing piece of uh, the testicle a problem? Um, you know, don't we, uh, since when can a man who's missing a little piece of the testicle not have children? And it gives a case where it seems like a man was able to have children even though he had an injury like this. And the Gemara says, well, I would be very suspicious about whether those children are really his children. Yes, we're going to assume that a man cannot have children when he has this injury. So if Moshe says, aha, so the Gemara is assuming that, 
maybe we can think that nowadays when the know that this does not cause infertility, maybe the halacha would be different. And this leads to a major discussion of science and halacha, of what happens when the halacha is based on a certain assumption of facts, and those facts are, we could either say, have been discovered to not be correct, or if from a firmer perspective, we could say, are now are no longer correct, and that's the approach Rav Moshe takes, nishtana hateva, clearly it was true in the time of the Gemara, but now things must be different, and now these are not the facts. Um, and in that case, will the halacha change? This is a classic question of science and halacha. So let's see what Rav Moshe said. So really, Rav Moshe almost starts by saying, Automatically, if it's based on his inability to have children, and the Gemara makes it clear that that's the assumption, we should just naturally say it's not a problem nowadays. He says, but wait, let's pause. Here's the question we need to ask. Since the Gemara makes it explicit that that's forbidden, and but now we see that actually people can have children even with this injury. So we have to say that the nature changed. That's safer than saying that the rabbis misunderstood it at that time, the nature changed. So Rav Moshe says, so he almost takes it for granted that if it's based on this idea that the man can't have children, and now we know this injury doesn't cause it, that it should not be a problem. But then he takes, pulls back and says, wait a minute, we have to discuss whether that's really true, whether the halacha really would change. And he says, on the one hand, we see now that he can have children, and so we can't say the Gemara was wrong, but what we have to say is that now the nature of human beings are different, and even with this injury, um, a person can have a children. And then he cites a Ramah that actually says that when certain things change, actually halacha will change, even to be lenient. Um, there are times that we say even to be lenient, that when realities shift, halacha shifts. So Rav Moshe says, so we should say the same thing here. Um, but here's the one question. That would be obvious. If it were totally based on that and that was different, then of course it would be okay. But the only question is, is it really totally based on his inability to have children? He says, Here's the question. And therefore, This is the classic lumdisk framing of, is it a siman or a siba? If something has a particular characteristic, is that just a way of identifying it? Or is that really what it's all about? So yes, it's true. The Gemara assumes that all these injuries come concomitant with the inability to have children. But does that mean that the definition of psuadaka is an injury that it causes infertility, a certain type of physical injury, not anything, but a certain type that causes infertility? Is that at the root? Is that the sibal? Or do we say, no, that's just identifying which ones the Torah was talking about, but ultimately it's about the injury and not about the inability to have children. And once we know that the Torah was talking about at that time, through the way Chazal understood it, to be even a tiny little piece of the testicle missing, then that always remains the physical injury regardless of the question of having children. So this is the question he asks. How much is this halacha really based on this assumption, or is this assumption tangential to the halachic definition? And in dealing with this, he goes through and looks at the classic case for issues of halacha and science, which is the Rambam in Hilchos Trefos. And the Rambam in Hilchos Trefos, because the Gemara 
says that an animal that's trafe has a certain internal injury, that the reason, and it gives the list of what those internal injuries are, and there's a debate, does that mean that the animal will die within the year or not? And we seem to rule like the side that says yes, that all of those things that an animal makes an animal trafe is because the animal will die within the year. Trafe ain't a chaya. But then that opens up a whole field of questions. Let's say an animal has that injury, and we now see that the animal lives for a year. Let's say animals have other injuries that, do, that are not on that list that do cause them to die. Will we change the laws of trephos? And Rambam explicitly addresses this and says that you cannot change the laws of trephos, whether to be lenient or whether to be strict, and therefore it always remains exactly this list. So for some, that is the rule. When halacha is based on science, the halacha gets concretized and it never changes. Rav Moshe asks and says, wait, we have to ask, is that the rule or is that the exception? And here is what we know by Trefos. He says, That the list was given at that time the Torah was given. These were the injuries that an animal could not live. And that then became concretized as the absolute list of trephos. We don't add, we don't take away. Gam olam forever. Okay, now we have to ask what would be the case in our case. Maybe this list is concretized as well. So how do we know? When we have a reason given that's based on science or facts, and we also have a specific concrete list, um, do we assume that it's about the reason, or do we assume that it's about the concrete things that we have been given? And that is the question here. Is Trefos the rule? Is Trefos the exception? So Rav Moshe says, look, even in Trefos, we don't always go by this list. And he points to the law of Trefa when it deals with a completely different issue, a human Trefa. There's a halacha that if somebody kills a person who has one of these internal injuries and is a fatal, not just that a person has very little time left to live, but specifically one of these injuries that is not a, a murder that is punishable by capital punishment. So there, Rambam says, that it goes by what the doctors say, whether this is a type of an injury that the person can live or not. So Rav Moshe says, clearly, sometimes, even in Trefos, sometimes it goes by one, sometimes it goes by the other. What's the rule? So Rav Moshe says, here's the rule. The rule is we always assume that it goes by the underlying reason if that reason has been identified, unless it's like the case of Trefos, where we have a list, and not only a list, but a list that actually has halacha lemosha misinai. Because the Gemara says the list of Trefos are a tradition halacha lemosha misinai. That means that it was concretized and it's all just about that list. But when it's any other case, Rav Moshe says, including this case of the Psuadaka, although the Gemara identifies the injury, it never claims that this is a tradition going back to Halachal Moshe Misinai. It is what Chazal determined based on their understanding of the issue of fertility. And therefore, Rav Moshe says it can be revised. So again, Trefa is the exception. The general rule is we assume the underlying reason. And if we now know that the, in our world, that reason is different, that uh, those facts or that science is different, then the halacha will naturally change. So obviously, this is, uh, can be completely uh, disruptive and revolutionary. And in one sentence, Rav Moshe actually acknowledges this. And uh, Rav Moshe says the following. Only by trefos, when it comes to animals, does that list remain concrete and does not get revised. 
But he says, because if not this, we wouldn't have needed a halach lemosh misinai to have listed them. And he says, because Chazal just would have determined it, like they determined, um, like for the example about how you use our pots and pans and whether they absorb taste or give off taste or other types of halachas, Chazal just used their own scientific understanding. So the fact that the Torah had to give a list of the trefot shows that that list is always the way it remains. So a lot of halachas are based on Chazal's assumption about how the world works. And in principle, says Rav Moshe, those can change once we realize that nowadays the reality is different. He says, If you're not forced to say that something has been concretized, like the treif of animals, that something that is based on nature and how nature works, that that is really able to be reassessed by Chazal at every generation. So this is like completely radical. Rav Moshe is saying that uh, if you don't have a clear list, halacha Moshe misinai, any type of a halacha that's based on a scientific assumption, in principle can be revised now that we see that the science is different. Now Rav Moshe, of course, was not interested in going through all the halachas and revising them. That would have been completely dis- disruptive and destructive. I mean, just think about what would happen to all of our of kashras if we decided that all of our metal pots and pans don't really absorb taste. So, you know, we would stop having two sets of, of pots and pans and whatever. Maybe some people want that, but that would obviously have a huge upheaval in the world of practiced halacha. But what Moshe says is this is a very powerful tool that we can wield and use when there is a profound human dimension and a profound human suffering that needs to be addressed. And therefore, he doesn't say that, but that's implicitly what he's operating with. And therefore, Rav Moshe is saying that in our case, since we have shown that it's based on the issue of uh, not being able to have children, um, and since we have shown that this is not a list that has been concretized, and now we know that even with this injury, a person can have children, therefore he is not a psuadaka and he can marry. In the end, Rav Moshe just says, maybe we should limit this to cases where this is done by a doctor, maybe not if it's an accidental injury, again, trying to limit it to cases where it's really necessary to have this psaac. But even that, he leaves the door open for saying that we could possibly permit that case as well. So this tshuva is really another revolutionary one, not in terms of a case that occurs widespread, like the issues we dealt with with artificial insemination, but in terms of laying the groundwork of saying that halachas that are based on science, um, when a posseik has a strong enough need, in theory, those can be revised based on our contemporary understanding of the realities, and that's exactly what Rav Moshe does here. So even something that is a biblical prohibition, that the Gemara explicitly identifies this case as falling under the biblical prohibition, Rav Moshe feels that actually we can change that and say that now that's not the same reality and it is not prohibited and this man is allowed to get married. Thanks for listening to Igris Moshe A to Z with Rabbi Dov Linzer. This podcast is brought to you three times a week by Shivat Chovevei Torah. Don't forget to subscribe and check out ycTorah.org to learn more.